Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what the guan was good, War Room family. You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac. And I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, B. Austin. We in the building for you today at this special time. Uh, and you only know that if you're with us live. If you're listening to us on the replay, time doesn't matter to you. But anybody who's with us right now at this special live time, then shout out to you. We appreciate you. We see Neil chilling in the uh, chat room. What's going on? Um, look, man, we, we we still waiting for this shooter drop in this Kevin Durant saga, but we got a few other things to discuss. So, you know, make sure you guys sit back, relax, bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of human civilization, not just Western, but human civilization. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or join us on Facebook or Twitter or IG at War Room Sports. We'll be also uh, taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number again, 323-410-0012. And if I sound a little bit different, I don't know if you guys remember from, from the live show last week. I was just starting to feel a little something in my in my chest, in my throat, and then, yeah, it, it ended up being um, my first battle <laughs> with COVID. I guess, B, I guess all I can Damn. say is, you know, thank God for, for, <laughs> for, for vaccines and stuff like that because it wasn't as rough as some of the stuff that, you know, I know people who went through. I know what you went through, and it, it wasn't nowhere near as rough. But, you know, I, I, you almost, know if, if y'all hear me and my voice sound a little different, y'all hear me trying to catch my breath a little bit, that's a, that's a little bit different. But overall, I, you know, I think it was pretty mild compared to, to the war stories that I've heard. Um, B. Austin went through it a few months back, and it was much more intense than what I went through. But what's up with you, man? Yo, man, just, uh, you know, as always, thank you to be here, and uh, be here. been uh, been praying uh, for you, good brother, and more so based on Appreciate past you. experience than uh, huh. apparently what you going through. But bro, I, I don't want you to go through any of it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to do this again. Like I I literally man haven't been sick and probably like three years, like give me a, a half year before COVID jumped on the scene. Like I just didn't, I rarely got sick, you know what I'm saying? So I can't even remember. As a matter of fact, the last time I felt like this was when I took the, the COVID vaccine, the second shot and the booster laid me down for a couple of days. 
that might have actually been worse than what I went through this particular week. But this week, the crazy part about it, you know, you got a quarantine. So I've been living in my own space uh, since the last time you guys heard me. Um, still am because my, my family as well, just to make sure. So once they get hopefully positive results, then then I'm then the the Department of Health says I'm allowed to <laughs> emerge from the cave, but I would still have to wear a mask in the house around everybody for like the next five days. So yeah, it's crazy, man. And it seemed like it's it's not getting any better. Be like. Jimmy sent the he sent something today about a new variant that's that might be even crazier. It's like it's not going anywhere, and I'm like I'm no. I don't, this is no. corny, man. Like yeah. like we, we keep thinking like oh, can we go back to life as it was? But like, are we ever no. going to be able to go back to life as it was? Mm-mm. No, not at all. So like. To, to live any semblance of normal life, you just, at this point, you just have to be willing to, to catch it and deal with it. We can't hide in the that house is, forever. You know what I'm saying? That is essentially, that is essentially it. Um, right. And just you pray know, that you don't I, get I, I will, a bad batch. <laughs> you don't get that right. base batch of COVID. Say, you know what I mean? I will, I will say this. Um Man, take take the precautions that you need and feel that you have to take. Like I, I don't know, man. Life, man, just just where we are, where we are at this age in our lives. Like what I've learned, the probably one of the largest lessons. I just don't judge, man. I just yeah. don't, man. Whatever it is that you need to do. To, for your mind state, your spirit state, whatever, your physical, to be healthy because the range and spectrum of severity of COVID, I don't have to look any further than my household. It's no possible way that my kids didn't have it. We were trapped together in a car for seven hours. Right. They had no symptoms. They no had symptoms. no symptoms. That's wife, <laughs> they be the little outbreak monkeys, though. My, no symptoms wife, they carrying around, giving it to everybody else. My wife, she she had the flu. You know what I'm saying? She she had the flu for a minute. It it came and it went. Like I'm not downplaying it. Like she didn't go through it. She was sick, but you know she she lost a pound or two, drank some water, and a week later she was good. Me, yo. <laughs> Yo, I, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you're cool. I'm glad you, that you're cool. I think you yeah, scared looking us. back on it. Yeah, your whole time, yeah. your whole time didn't happen in the house. Like my whole time, I scared. In the I house. scared. I scared myself. Yeah, I scared yeah. you. You was up in the. <laughs> you was up in that place where people don't want people to be. All right, yeah, real, real yeah. quick, because we're going we're gonna to talk to uh, Fred Purdue in a minute about this craziness that's going on in, uh, shoot, not just college football, just college athletics in general with um, the conference realignments. And, this is, you know, this is not like an NFL or an NBA, you know, an entity that controls all of its own stuff. Like, this is forced conference <laughs> realignment because 
schools get to make their own decisions. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Before we do, we got to be another another week in America, another mass shooting. People can't even get together. Man, like you're checking off all the lists. There's going to be a lot of children that's going to have terrible childhoods because parents are going to be afraid to take them to a lot of places. Like, so we're checking off music festivals. We're checking off parades now. We're checking off. Like, we can't go to the grocery store these days. Like, you tell your kid, I'll be back. Y'all can't go to the grocery store. Like, I got to go. Yo, they can't go to the (laughs) grocery store. It's safer if I go by myself. I'm going to keep it a style. I'm going to keep it a style while, you know, mine are, are at the end of the school journey, but I might call y'all one day and tell you and Brandy, yo, don't don't send my niece and nephew to school, man. My niece <laughs> yeah. and nephew, they can't go to school. Right. Man. It's hard to yeah, go to school. Go. Y'all smart. Church. Y'all teach. All kinds of <laughs> Can't go to church. Can't yeah. go to church. People just nope. taking any excuse, any opportunity, any gathering and, and, to, to, to let off and, and – being being who we being who we are, I would be remiss if we didn't tie this into sports or hip hop or both. And and you've heard this quotation from from me previously, and it's been said in some funny ways, and we've laughed about it. But man, fabulous says money ain't the root of all evil anymore. Attention is, and I'm going to tell you why I bring that to focus on this young gentleman who decided to get up on the roof of a building in Highland Park, Illinois, and murder. Now it's up to eight eight people and shoot 26 others. It was for attention. It was for attention. He was, he was on these murder blogs, which is a thing. That's a thing where they compare uh, notes on mass murder and mass killings and the artistry of it, sick, sick people that wow. they are. Yo, your man wanted attention. He said, "I'm." Yo, he was like, "Yo, you seen that dude? Yeah, hold my beer." This. It was for attention. It was for attention. America, man, America, it's crazy. Like nobody, like there's no regard left out there for human life, man. It's crazy. Yo, people are just trying to watch a parade. I mean, they were letting off in Philly when trying to watch the fireworks. Two police officers got shot. They still don't know if that was intentional or was it celebratory gunfire because, you know, people do that kind of stuff on the 4th of July yeah. and on New Year's Eve, not realizing what goes up oh, man. must come down. Must come down. Yeah, yeah like, you know, like the laws of physics. Or not, dumb. In, intentional or not, like gun violence gun control, all of that in, in this country, like, you know, I, I said earlier, listen, I don't really have a true opinion on Roe versus Wade. Uh, it's still formulating. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still coming to grips and gaining an understanding, but I'm not, you know, by far, I'm not out here marching against, but I found it very, very interesting that the su- Supreme Court of the United States of America decided to go after a woman's right to control and, and, and exercise, you know, decisions over her body. They went after that before they went after gun rights, gun control, and the Second Amendment. <laughs> right. That's bad so, abortions, so you, but so you keep them get, guns out you there. Want to take the, you want to take the right 
to, as y'all would say, not us, as y'all would say, kill the babies, but you don't mind them getting killed in school? Like, what? Yo. Well, you know everything that the the yeah. opposite sides fight for in this country is somehow hypocritical to their other stances. But let's, um... <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say but America. You know what it is. All right, so before we uh, do move on, just got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms because uh, our network is pretty much on all of them that you can name. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room, uh, Tissue and the Tape, The Broad Street Line, John Appetit, Superstars, On the Couch with the Wilsons. Uh, whatever your favorite show is on the network, there's never really an excuse to miss it because you can catch it pretty much anywhere. All right, so before we talk to Fred, man, just got to let you know who this segment and the, uh, who this segment is brought to you by. And uh segment is brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, we don't know what you're waiting for because we pretty much tell you this every week. Um, you're wasting your time. Go ahead and, you know, check it out. Place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. Again, that site is mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages even after the game starts. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so we're about to bring on the line uh, Fred Purdue, which you all know is War Room Sports college football and professional football uh, consultant. But today, you know, we're not talking specifically about college football because there's some big moves being made um, in the, the Power Five conferences. So uh, we're going to get Fred on the line with us now. Fred, what's going on, good brother? How you been? What's going on, man? Uh, you feeling all right, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm in, I'm in recovery mode, man. Finally walked me down after two and a half years of me juking and jiving and <laughs> doing my best you the last college of us, Reggie Bush <laughs> impression. Finally caught up. <laughs> I got it in December, man, so I trust me, I know. I don't wish that on my worst enemy and I only I really only felt the effects for about three days, but those are yeah, probably the worst three yeah. days of my life. I was about to say, I know you wanted to get them three days up out of here. All right, oh, yeah. hey man, because oh, yeah. I I know we were we really wanted to talk about this with you last week when when news of two prominent collegiate athletic programs announced a move, but, you know, all the Kevin Durant stuff had just come down the pike, so, you know, we knew everything was going to be, the whole show was going to be consumed with talking about that nonsense that we're still waiting on, you know, the results. <laughs> we're waiting on the other shoe to drop to, to see what's going to happen in that. But those two programs that, you know, prompted you and I to talk and say, oh, we got we to gotta talk about this whole situation was USC 
and UCLA, historically Pac-10, now, of course, Pac-12 programs, deciding that they're going to take their talents (laughs) to the Big Ten in 2024. And if that doesn't sound like the weirdest thing you've ever heard in your life, pretty much a Midwestern conference, they're going to get two teams from the West Coast, two teams from Los Angeles, as a matter of fact. So, like, hey, what what well, was your really thoughts weird. when you heard that in particular? And then after that, like, let's talk about this whole conference realignment thing and what it's going to do for the landscape or to the landscape of college football, college, just college sports in general. But, you know, football well, the, is more your, where, your wheelhouse, thing, so we'll talk about that. The first thing I thought of was, Somebody's playing – somebody just loaded up their old copy of NCAA 14 and started playing around with the different – Start messing with conference stuff. Alignments. Like, they're doing what I did, just messing around. Oh, let's go put USC in the ACC. Let's go put Miami in the SEC. <laughs> let's, like, let's go put these schools that have no business, no geographical um, – they're just not even in the same ge- geographical region. In right. places they have no business being and. At the same time, I said, man, for business, this is smart. You have the two largest media markets in the country in one conference. Granted, right. we don't care about – they don't care about Rutgers. They just want the New Jersey, New York market. Now you got L.A. And now it's – and not only do you get L.A., you get the hottest coach in college football who just, just decided, oh, I'm just going to leave Oklahoma a blue blood and go out to USC and just – we're going to dominate with the transfer portal, NIL money, and a transfer quarterback who's attached to him and a five-star quarterback coming in the following year. So it's like this thing – and we can tag UCLA along in there because UCLA football-wise has been irrelevant for years, uh, despite even Chip Kelly trying to revive them. They're not that great. But right. it's it's – it's like when you're recruiting that big four or five star recruit and and his little brother's on the team too to get him to go, you gotta give the little brother at least a partial scholarship, even if he can't even he's not even a D three level kind of guy. But you gotta get him there. That's what I want. That's what that kid wants. We want right. that recruit. We gotta do what we gotta but do. But think about like the name UCLA gives the Big Ten a boost basketball wise. You know what I mean? Just a a, a a historical powerhouse there. I mean, we know football is the 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 number one money maker out of all of this, but mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, all right, football. They're probably thinking, all right, we we take their little brother, and then you know that helps everything basketball wise. So it's a win win for the Big Ten as a whole. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but why do you think USC? And, you know, why, why do you think they chose the Big Ten to, to negotiate with? I mean, I, you know, these teams, these schools have history and, like, Rose Bowls and, and stuff like that. But, like, what made – like, why not try to jump in somewhere else? Why not the ACC? Why not SEC? Like, why do you think it was Big well, Ten? Well, what I think is happening is you're going to see about three – uh, super conferences, like 16, 18, even 20, possibly 24 teams, but more than likely 20 teams leagues. And you have to take into the fact of logistics. I mean, you're going to see a rotation of teams playing each other. Do you really want to go 
from L.A. to South Florida or North Florida or or Atlanta. You have to think of those things, too. TV deals are big in all of this. Uh, it's not just football. Uh, even though football pays for everything, it's not just football. So you're thinking, do you really want the cheerleader? you got to transfer cheerleaders and other sports. Yeah, okay, cool. But the Pac-12 is a dying league, and the Pac-12 network was a – it's just been a – it's it's been a dumpster fire. So the Big Ten network's been great. They've been they, Fox pretty much that's their baby at this point. So you have the money also. So the money aspect also you're going to be playing against pretty prestigious teams. I mean Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Penn State. So you have built-in essentially built-in rivals that can be made there. Um, so I think that it's a good move for both sides. I just I as, fear as for long as you keep your program up, the, it'll keep you right. in the rankings. Like the Pac-12, you know, it, it, you it, know, it it does its thing, but <laughs> I don't know if that was always a guarantee. Me, you beat the best of the Big me, Ten, it's going to keep you where you need to be. Definitely, and what's what's surprising to me is. Oregon didn't go along. They're they're not geographically not yet. <laughs> there, but we're but for me, if I'm the Big Ten, I'm thinking that's Nike. Forget everything else. Even if they suck, they're right. Nike. Right. So Washington is a was a possibility, but there's more so for the rivalry purposes. Same thing with USC UCLA. You got to take little brother with him uh, to to complete the deal, but. The linchpin in all of this, one, all of this, this alignment, and no one's really talking about it, is Notre Dame, because Notre Dame has more natural rivals once UC, USC is there than anyone. I mean, you have Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Michigan State. If you somehow, some way, could possibly bring in a Stanford, that's also a rival um, amongst the elite academic schools uh, that play football. Uh, Northwestern, this, who they're an eight-win eight type of team, but you're still keeping the academic football powers in the same conference. Uh, but but it, it's a prestige thing. and it, College football is going to look so much different, much less now. It looks different now, but it's really going to look different say three years from now when you even, I mean, because we're going to talk, we're, we could see the big 12 not even existing or the PAC 12 and the big 12 combining. You could right. see the ACC, you know, losing half their, half their roster of teams simply because every domino that falls results in something else. All right. Well, Skyview in the uh, chat room. He said Pac-10 shouldn't have ever added anyway. Um, yeah, but you know, money talks. <laughs> money talks. Money talks, and you needed a network. You, ha- it was to build a network. Right. They thought the network would work. Honestly, the Pac-12, just knowing people that cover teams out there and seeing how the, the structure of that league has worked, honestly, no one. I, I can't even watch Pac-12 games because it's too late. It's, one in the morning when games – I'll never forget. Um, you, Oregon played Cal. It was triple overtime, and it was like 2 in the morning. I'm not watching the game at 2 in the morning. I'm going to sleep. 
there's yeah. no way. Like the, the the even if you have a good team, the casual fan isn't gonna watch. So even if you have a Marcus Mariota to to possibly put in the Heisman race, who's watching him? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like for for a USC a UCLA, like all their you know not all but a big percentage of their games were on those West Coast times. Um, mm-hmm. Now. You know, when they have home games and they're a little bit later, that's just good for the Big Ten because now you're going to have Big Ten football spread out all day, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, across the, the television networks. So, yeah, I mean. So my question to you is this. All the time. What, what happens when USC decide they're number three or number two, possibly number one in the country, and they have to go all the way to Ohio State in the middle of November? Will they regret <laughs> it? <laughs> Well, the people who count the funds ain't going to regret anything. <laughs> the players, coaches, and everybody who got to be on those trips, they probably don't like it to begin with. Like, they're probably complaining now, but it's not on them. Exactly. But on the other end, Ohio State guys will be happy to see Southern California in the middle of November. They'll be happy to oh, see yeah. So oh, yeah. on East it's Coast a balance in that. So, it is. Of course, of course. So, uh, I, I, I will it's, say it's, this. It's about, a win-win for the teams in the Big Ten. Like, you know, you get bring them over on, on some jet lag, and then when you get to go over there and get out of your element for a little while. So, definitely, definitely. I, college yeah. realignment is going gonna, is gonna to make your, your grandfather who loves college football from back in the 40s, he's never going to watch it again. I mean, between yeah, the purists about to be out. He ain't he ain't, ain't going to be here much longer. Who cares? <laughs> and that's why they're doing it because they ain't, ain't caring about them boomers right now. I mean, like, like, he's right, still watching, He's still reminiscing about the triple option. I mean, it it, it, it something has to give. I mean, listen, NIL, Grandpa, you want Grandpa, you want to watch football? Watch Army, Navy, and Air Force. <laughs> you got. <it. laughs> <laughs> Cause they, some of them still running them offenses. All right, man, so you're thinking three, four years, this whole landscape is just going to be different. Maybe hot, maybe a few tape. power super conferences, hot. huh? Super hot should... tape. Okay. Within 10 years, the NCAA won't exist. I'll say that. Ooh. Maybe shorter. All right. Sooner than the, the, college, the schools will actually be the governing body within 10 right. years. All right, that's, that's, I appreciate, that's I appreciate right this about Fred, man. Fred has not been as successful with his hot takes as maybe he would <laughs> like, but he don't stop giving up, giving them up, boy. It is <laughs> a hot take. That's a hot take for your ass. All right, yeah, no, that's that's. I mean, but you can kind of see the writing on the wall where it seems like they're trying to push them out like that. I mean, I mean, look it, at us. We living I, in a we living in a time of nil now. Kids making huh. we have eight million super bread off things like you know the NCAA like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. All right, Fred. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you online so they can read and go back and forth with you about some of your hot takes. You guys can catch me on Twitter, Fred Purdue CSB. I actually got a couple things in the works, so stay tuned. All right. All right. All right, man. Well, you know, you're always welcome here when you got stuff in the works. 
you always got somewhere to, to, to work it out. So uh, thank you again, and we'll holler at you next time. All right, man. Get better, man. I appreciate you. All right, that's Fred Purdue, everybody. Uh, talking about this conference, this forced conference realignment that's going on in uh, college athletics right now. Um, so the gig, so the gig is up. The money train is in. The gig is up. Uh, speaking of the gig being up, Baker Mayfield has been traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers. This isn't surprising. The man, the myth, I mean, the mediocre. Yeah, you know once they, you know, signed Deshaun Watson, they couldn't afford both of these quarterbacks on their roster. You knew one of them was going to be disgruntled, which Baker was, and, you know, promptly asked for a trade as if they weren't going to try to trade his ass anyway. And they finally got him up out of here. Um Baker will be going to, like I said, the Carolina Panthers uh, for a 2024 conditional draft pick. Now, I believe that pick is going to be somewhere like a fourth or fifth rounder. Um, The Panthers are going to pay $4.85 million of Baker's salary this season, while the Browns are still on the hook for $10.5 million of it. Um, Baker Mayfield agreed to convert the remainder of his uh, $18.8 million salary that those two teams, you know, because one team is picking up 4.8, other 10.5. So the remainder of that, um, he baked it into incentives to facilitate the deal because he wanted out, you know, just as badly as they wanted him to be out. So the deal right now is still pending a physical, but he can earn all his money back based on team performance. But now he goes to a Carolina situation where, you know, they have Sam Darnold, um, somebody drafted high, just like Baker Mayfield, who's in a second-chance situation. So they got two second-chance, highly drafted quarterbacks who, by all accounts, are going to have to battle it out for the starting position in Carolina. So does this mean – let's go to Cleveland first, B, because a lot of people are like, oh, Mm -hmm. Cleveland made this trade, so I guess that means that they know something that we don't know. They know that Deshaun Watson isn't going to get uh, punished or, you know, he's not going to get suspended or anything like that. I don't necessarily think it means that. Hell no. Like, I, yeah, I just never thought they were going to be able to carry both of these quarterbacks on their roster. And Baker Mayfield wasn't signed on and signed up to be the backup quarterback. As soon as they made that move, he asked to, to, to be out. So it wasn't like, okay, we're going to keep Baker Mayfield just in case this guy gets suspended. I don't think that was ever an option. Um, what's your thoughts on, on Cleveland making the move now? you think it was just a, something they had to do, or or do you think it's something to the, the talk that Deshaun Watson might not get in any trouble? You cannot, um, you cannot keep a backup quarterback on your roster at $19 million a season, even if it was only one season. Like, I don't, I don't, like, please throw, uh, who's the ball that played for the Saints, the tight end that played quarterback a little bit too? Like, throw him, he's the, he's the outlier. He made $16 million and that was because he was a Swiss Army knife. Conventionally, yeah, they're gonna the best anyway. of the best, the, the best of the best of the best backup quarterbacks make eight to nine. 
seven to nine. Call it seven to nine. So Baker, you know, was priced out of the market there. Second, um, they went out and quietly signed a full quarterback run. Now they got Jacoby Brissett. He's going to start. Joshua Dobbs is the backup. And they've got a third quarterback. So with Deshaun on the roster, that's four. You throw Baker in the mix, that would have been five. Nobody in their right right mind is carrying a five QB. Yeah, I mean, so we gotta go. I think they are always like, okay, Baker, we get him off that, you know, to get that cap hit out of here so we can pay all the other quarterbacks in the quarterback room. I mean, they're on the hook for the money, but since he's no longer on the team, it's no longer a cap hit. Um, yeah, it's um. That, that's that's pretty much how I how I looked at it. Also, you know, I mean, so they, they, yeah, they have they, three people, and you know, in case Heathcliff Huxtable does get uh, oh in some no. sort of uh, suspended oh, trouble or, no. or, or something like that on the Carolina <laughs> the Carolina side of things, who do you think wins out as a starting quarterback, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? Which stinks more, Trash or Dookie? Um, I really, ah, I would, I would, I would say just off first thought, I would say Baker Mayfield, but he was always in a better situation. He you know was, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we got to get people like, outside of you know the Jets for a I, while and get them out of that that I, culture. I, Maybe Sam Darnold might end up being pretty good. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to be honest, right? So for me, and I'm acknowledging this is something we must do. We don't see it much. I'm biased. Like, I hate Baker Mayfield. So, like, I really, he, yeah, he is the personification to me of white privilege. I get to fail up, right? And Mm -hmm. And it's not that he's an untalented QB. Like, I think that he's... Talent-wise, I think he's a middle-of-the-road, middle-of-the-road starter. Like, you can start and – but, you know, the boot, the bootstrap story, the claw up, I walked on here, it doesn't go my way, I go someplace else and I work my way from the bot. You know, I just – I don't buy it. I don't like it. I've never – his attitude is putrid. I just – I don't – I don't like the dude. Like, I don't. Like, I really, really do not like Baker Mayfield from what I see as a person, like, character-wise. Um, Sam Darnold, I saw – I've seen Sam have amazing games. And then I've seen I've, him just be I've seen Sam both Darnold. of them. I'm about to say, I've seen both of them have amazing games. I've seen Baker Mayfield have more amazing games than Sam Darnold. But Sam Donald more, did start eleven more, games. But to your point, for you made, the you made the point. They went four and seven. You, you, you made the point, and I know this is this is complete supposition. But Baker Mayfield, talent wise, talent wise, had a roster that certain QBs in the NFL would have taken to the Super Bowl. Like he's had that type of talent. Like talent wise, I know you got to deliver on it, but he had two all world running backs. He had two or three all-world receivers. They had a very good offensive line. And he – wicked tight end. 
and they had and they had a decent, had a good, not decent, had a good defense. So with with all of that, he is supposed to do the things that he done. Even the 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 playoff win that everyone likes to to talk about, you realize they had four, they created four turnovers for Baker. He had four short field touchdowns. Like he's not. I'm hoping hey, Sam don't, don't forget though. Through. Don't forget. No matter who it is and what talent they do have, it is the Cleveland Browns. They might just be cursed. They're gonna yeah. brown it up in, in any situation. Um, but uh, like I was saying, Sam Darnold he started eleven games for the for the Panthers last season, so he he has experience as the Panthers quarterback on his side going into this, I guess, this camp war with with Baker Mayfield. Um, they went four yeah. and seven during his starts. Uh, he completed 59.9% of his passes, 2,527 yards, nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. So Sam Donald didn't look that great. So, you know, just the fact that they traded for another quarterback should have dude, you know, on his heels right now. So he needs yeah. to, you know, <laughs> he needs to come out and show a little something. Um I ultimately think Baker Mayfield will probably go in there and and, and take the spot, but you you think you <laughs> think Baker you think Baker is better than Sam? I think that I don't think I don't think the Panthers are a good football team, and so this is going to sound a little funny, but I think Sam Darnold has more experience playing with Dookie than than Baker does. I think Baker's in for a rude away. Like, you're going to see whether Baker can carry other people or if he is a beneficiary of the talent that GMs have surrounded him with, right? Because now he's going to play that with might be That might be his thing, though. He might go in this situation mm-hmm. with no pressure. The talent in Cleveland, well, yeah, that's it, 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 it produced pressure and pressure bust yeah. pipes. Like, I'm not even going to yeah. put the whole thing on him. Like, this Cleveland being Cleveland. The Browns are always going to brown something up no matter, you know, yeah, what happens. But yeah. pressure both pipes. You know that. Can't, ar- can't, argue, can't argue with that. So he might come in here and play better because he is playing with uh, with feces. <laughs> but like, I don't know. See. I, also, I know. What, what does this mean for Cam Newton, who's it jobless means, right it now? Means that- it means the AF7, the AF7 padless league is available to him. Remember, 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 he came back to to Carolina last season. Like I'm back, Carolina. You know, promptly. Went Yo, he had the nerve to do the Superman pose too. He did the Superman jump. Yeah, well, you know, fans fall for that. All you gotta do is rush for a touchdown and you know, celebrate like you <laughs> did something as Yo. a quarterback. I'm be I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest, man. Uh, another another honest take on for me. You know, I, I we we have our targets. We have our folks that we we don't like. But in reality, there really is only one human being in sports that I completely root for the failure of his lineage. Like everyone else, like real talk. Even LeBron, like I'm really cool with LeBron. Like I like LeBron. Like I just think he he corn. He's corny, and he represents a corny generation, but it's not personal. So for me, y'all know I, I have never been a Cam fan. Like, I, I think the boy is boo-boo, but I don't want to see him go out like this, man. 
I don't want to see it. I, I feel like Cam right now. I'm like, yeah, well, it's happening. Cam might not get another job. Yeah. I mean, we thought Cam that We thought that before. You almost didn't get one, you know, last season. So, yeah, I, Cam I, might not get another job. Uh, be like that I don't want to see him go out like that, man. I, 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 I wouldn't mind seeing him back under center. I mean, hopefully – Someone can teach him how to play quarterback, and he can, like, learn a little and, and maybe, you know, not overthrow his receivers high in the middle of the field. Maybe he can be a bullets, backup bullets, for the Raiders. Shout out to Skyview. Skyview said random. He said the Raiders organization owe me nothing. First black coach, first black woman president, and I think they're going to make a spot for Cap. F-O-H Warren said. I don't. I don't. I think that <laughs> – I, don't I, I think that I think that there was a little bit of. I think they'll pick up a man, cam and back we up gotta, before they we pick gotta, up a cap. We gotta talk. We gotta we gotta talk about it. Like you and you and I may even take a position of protecting cap. Like we may get our BP on, right? And I feel like the media members that that saw that cap situation, they just chose not to be black protectionists and they kept it real. Yo, Cap can't play football no more, man. Not from what I heard. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I heard that the workout was terrible. I, Warren Sapp was one of the people play. that said that, so that's why Scott. But, but Warren Sapp seemed Warren a little Sapp. excited. Like, he seemed excited and happy that he couldn't play. Like, he wanted it. It was a little, like, yeah, like, yeah, he wanted, yeah, yeah. like, he, yeah, it's a little bit of, like, some of the guys that, that I heard report on it that were of, our hue, like they weren't even like it wasn't disappointment. Like damn, he let us down. Or, damn, I was rooting for. It. They were like, <laughs> he couldn't play. I'm like, damn, <laughs> like, like, what? what's wrong with y'all? Damn, y'all wanted him what's to be. Poop. Yeah, that's, that's hate this skin I'm in. <laughs> I want like Master Charlie to love me. I don't want <laughs> you to love him. Like Master said, "That's no. my piece. That's my piece of me." Like, Cap's going to get some of my meat that I can't get no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, man. So, back yeah, to the Cam NBA. Done, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, back to the NBA <laughs> as we await this other shooter drop in the Kevin Durant saga. Um, the Nets putting out there, you know, I guess what they would like in return. So, there's been offers over the past week. Um, I wonder if the Nets are just making, you know, what they want in return too high just to scare everybody away and they can work on Kevin Durant to pretty much change his mind because this has really put a slowdown on everything else that's happening because we're thinking Kyrie's not going to be there either, but they're trying to see what's up with Kevin Durant before they do anything with, with Kyrie Irving. Um, more and more, I'm seeing Kyrie to L.A., and I think that could happen easily because you always have that Russell Westbrook contract to bring back if you were going to, you know, make a trade for Kyrie and, you know, let let LeBron have his his, his old championship running mate. But um, you think Kevin Durant's going anywhere? Where, where do you think he's going? I think that Kevin Durant will be in Brooklyn this year. Yeah. You don't think he's going to bend 
his way out of there and say, I'm not going to play, or you think he's going to be honorable and, and play until the deal can be made? I don't even know if it's a matter of honor. We know the other boarders in Brooklyn, he doesn't really like basketball. Like, he just doesn't. Like, he's just there. Kevin Durant is a – Kevin Durant and this The other one. You mean the him. other two? They got two dudes who don't really like ball. Kyrie and cool, Ben Simmons. Uh, no, I think Kyrie. I think Kyrie loved ball. I think Kyrie just wanted to be he the don't playground. Love work. Yeah, he don't love. He work. don't love work. Yeah, he don't yeah. love work. He loves <laughs> he ball. Loves basketball. But he the don't minute love Ben Simmons the don't minute even you like tell ball. him that ball is work, now he got a problem because he got a problem with authority, so it, it, it messes with him. But I don't think. I think the way Kyrie plays the game. You can't not love ball and play like that. Yeah, he's put in. He, he, he loves. It. You look at his game and you're like, yo, that's too many hours. Like he's put in way more yeah. than ten thousand hours to master this. So yo, you can't love, do bro. that bull. and not love yo, it. Kobe, he's, yeah, he's yo, a lot. He's a lot of work. He don't love to work. Kobe love. Kobe, Kobe love ball. So he, he love ball, man. He don't love to work. The other ball don't love ball. He don't love black people. He he just he's a weirdo. He he he's he's just asking. He just like K- the money. But KD, I believe KD is one of these dudes, as much as he's behaving like a female dog, I think he loves basketball too much to not play. I think it would kill him. It's all out to disrespect not play. it. Yeah. I Plus, think, you know, I he just went through this him. with the injury, so you don't want to miss With the another. injury, and he don't got that much time left. Like, I think Kevin will be able to play a nice, long career, looking at like a mellow. But he's not going to be LeBron like in year twenty. You still a top ten, top fifteen player? I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that, man. I don't see that. So All he's right, not so going to waste his time. A few miles down the road, down ninety five, down the turnpike. Um, they're still quote unquote negotiating Harden's deal. I don't necessarily buy that term. I think. Like everybody else in the NBA, before they make certain moves, they are waiting for this situation to play out to see if they have a a hand in all of this. But from all accounts, it looks like the Sixers and James Harden are narrowing in on something like three years, $109 million per – I'm sorry, three years, $109 million, which would still put him somewhere like $33 million um, per year. Um, that's great for the team. You know, it gives great. them space to, to do some more stuff. Um, personally, I think it's still great for Harden, even though he could have cashed in at $47.5 million this season. Where we've seen him, where his performance has been, I think $33 million a year is exceptional for what we've seen from James Harden in the past six months. Um, what are you thinking about you, them you, coming in at that that number potentially? Let me let me ask this, and 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 it's and it's it's a it's an answer. It's a part of my answer. But what you saw of the bull out there looking like Mark Henry's little 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 brother? Um, do you think he can capture or recapture some of what he was? 
conditioning wise? I, I, I want to say yeah, because it looked like, like remember, like throughout the last part of the season and the playoffs, like it got to a point where a lot of us were still asking, like, is this dude still hurt? He was that yeah. bad at times that we're like trying to give yeah. him, trying to give him cop outs. Like, Yo, is he, he still hurt? Tween, so tween, I'm, tween, I'm tween, hoping. Tween, 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 and couldn't go nowhere. Right, because now, you know, he's shown you, at least social media has shown you that he's gotten back out there early, and it seemed like he's trying to get back into, you know, the, the kind of shape that he needs to be to justify even $33 million today's market. Um, so it's like, we'll see. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt one last time. He has mm-hmm. one last chance for me. Like, if he plays – in a similar manner, this season coming up, there's no more excuses for me. Like, he just can't do it anymore he on go. that he can't level. Do it like, James Harden yeah. is still a good player. Like, we're talking about somebody who's averaged, like, you know, over 22, 8-8, eight and eight, and we're talking about he's falling off of a cliff. This so is it's the, like, this the ball that This is the ball that almost touched Jordan at 36 a game. Right, so we just need to – I just think it'll be a situation where it's like, okay, let's make like, – like Harden just has to do the full-time point guard thing, and we can't look at Harden as the dude who's That's capable true. of scoring 30, 35 a game during in a big stretch. Like We can't look at him like that anymore. So the Sixers might want to, you know, reconfigure, reconstruct what they're looking for out on the market because they're probably not going to get that – from James Harden. So, yeah, you, you try to bring in a Bradley Beal. I'm just throwing out names now. We know Bradley Beal just signed already. Um, and, you, and you try to bring in, in this wild scenario, a Kevin Durant. You try to bring in somebody who can be your killer from the perimeter as far as scoring as scoring goes because you're going to have Harden who can do it all, but he's not as great at that one thing as he used to be. and from what it looked like, it, it wasn't even close. Like, yeah, Harden it was, really it looked, looked like if he wasn't bad. shooting a three, he really couldn't score last season. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> his, his way too hand, slow. he was cleaning, and, and you know, like, you know, well, us, when we was hooping, like, it used to be, like, you hit tween, tween, tween. At some point, somebody got reached for something, for one of that, and, <laughs> and once they didn't go, like, he would tween, 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 the defender would reach, and he would try and go, and then they would be back in front of him, and then he'd look confused. And then he'd right. pull back then out. He'd, he'd, then, then, he'd, then he'd flail and flare and try to draw the foul <laughs> that way because he could not get past him. And, <laughs> and act like he was in a fashion show with drag queen. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what was going on. Um, oh, man, and that's probably the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers fan in me. I don't need. Houston, like like four through six year in in Houston, James Harden. But I do mean like Brooklyn Nets when he first got there, Harden. I need that. Okay. Like give me twenty four, like get twenty four twenty five a game and and eight and eight, where where you can take over a game if Joel is off or if Joel is invariably injured. Like I need that. I need. I, I, I'm with you. I need. He get. He got one more season. 
please get it right. All right. So last thing before we go to the phone line, um, the Hornets are expected to, and this they've been talking about this maybe for like the last five days, but I haven't heard anything definitive on it. Um, if y'all have out there, or if you have been, you know, let me know if they've done it already. But the Hornets are expected to withdraw Miles, Miles Bridges' qualifying offer after the domestic abuse arrest um, from last week, which is crazy, you know, because he's a restricted free agent. So they, they're expected to withdraw his qualifying offer. And we talked a little bit last week about what Miles Bridges has possibly done to his NBA career with not just the domestic abuse, just all of the stuff that he's been getting into lately, you know, on social media, drinking lean. And he, he just hasn't been smart, especially around a contract time. Um, so what do you, what do you think? Like, do you think they're going to withdraw it and just let him walk or withdraw it and offer him less? Are they going to try to play the money game on this or are they just going to wipe their hands of him because of, you know, what his reputation is becoming right now. Um, How many incidents were there? I mean, it was really one incident, but, you know, he had pictures of, of lean on, on, uh, on, on social media a month or so ago. Um, he's starting to focus a lot on his quote unquote rap career, which he shouldn't, if you've heard him rap, it's just, I don't know. Like, if you just add up they're all gonna, of those things that could be described as distractions, and then you put in gonna, this that could be let him walk. just a whole character issue with beating up your wife. Yeah, right. they're gonna let him walk. They're gonna let him walk. They're gonna let him walk. I, 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 and I say that based on he, who I the think owner he's finally and, started yeah. to come around as a player this past season. They're gonna let him walk. Dumb. Dumbass young boy, man. All right, let's let's uh, go to the phone lines real quick. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tide. Roll damn tide. I'm letting y'all know right now. Alabama's winning national title. It's just about how many games where they lose only one regular season game. Just throwing it out there. But they're gonna, um, win it. they're gonna win it from the MEAC. They're gonna change conferences. Go to the MEAC. Now that'd be that'd be the Miami Hurricanes. Shout out to Fred. Um, <laughs> hey, that Miami Howard rivalry is gonna be a mug, you know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, they're gonna be more white girls in the stands, anybody, you know. But uh, you know, first they got to the Howard. <laughs> man, y'all thought that realignment, right? Let me go ahead and say it like this. Like, I miss part of Fred was saying, but uh, the Miami TV and the former Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, gave them a horrible TV package, a horrible Pac-12 network, where you are in the Pac-12 market and cannot get the network. Uh, <laughs> you know, Arizona State here seeing You can't even get the Pac-12 network. It's on providers. That's crazy. Yeah, and they're only getting $30 million per school on con- in contract. So NCC and Big 12 about to get $100 million each. And uh, UCLA came out and said that 
they would have had to cut all their Olympic sports if they didn't jump to the Big Ten because there's so much debt they were in because many people may not know, football pays for all of those uh, other programs that don't make money. Uh, and another thing with Larry Scott is they care more about the Olympic sports which doesn't make the money. The Pac-12 kind of bandies themselves as the Olympic sport conference, but who cares? Uh, by, by the money it generates, it's good that the folks, kids who may play those sports go to college, but it doesn't bring in the money. And by going to the SEC, by the Big Ten, that gives them the L.A. marks, well, and a new recruiting base. And what happens is people just got to be understanding that, yes, these are athletic, academic institutions, but most of these fans don't care about your AAU rating, your academic rating, because plenty of these kids go to Harvard, parking cars, and working at Denny's themselves, uh, or go to these big fan <laughs> schools. So it's all about being aggressive in the TV money because the TV money pays a lot of bills. And, uh, and, and you'll see you know, the ACC got its grant of rights still 2035. They only pay their schools $30 million. They locked in 2035. And what many people may not – get is if you exit that deal early, you for, if you may join the SEC, you're going to forfeit your team, your media rights until that time and let you come up with a settlement. That's why Texas, Oklahoma haven't, hasn't gone to the SEC yet and they're waiting to 2025. So, it's, and also, one thing, I know you guys aren't college football guys yourself because y'all are city clickers. Uh, <laughs> it's realignment actually creates better matchups week in and week out for the casual view who may not be a big college football fan. They'll watch, let's say, Alabama play Oklahoma instead of Alabama-Mississippi State. <laughs> you got to get my trip there. Um, so I think it'll be good, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, it's definitely going to be exciting. Like you said, you're going to have better matchups on a weekly basis when people decide, you know, and they pick their own conferences. It's just going to be – um, a situation like we talked about earlier with the the old football, college football purists, pretty sure they're going to scream, and, you know, until their dying day of how it got messed up and they don't like it, but, you know, money told. Yeah, and with the Pac-12, the mistake they did, I remember it's one, one thing that Fred got right after all these years he's calling Kyle Hurd a hot take he's throwing out. We love you, Fred. But, uh they they place their best matchups a lot of times the Pac-12, their most high-profile teams, at that 10 Eastern spot. The SEC, for example, remember years ago they had this network, Jefferson Pilot, and yes, that's what it sounds like. Yes, that's what it looks like. Granny footage, and they showed an 11 a.m. Central kickoff with your, your least desirable matchups. So the Vanderbilt-Ole Miss game was every year there. They weren't going to put Alabama or Georgia against another good team like that slot. Because even though it may be seven Eastern here when that game kicks off the the, the late game, still got fans mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> you know, may want to take your lady out, uh, things like that. And I, and you got you got to expose it to everyone. The SEC got that in that three uh, thirty Eastern, and they about to leave CBS on that because CBS doesn't want to pay for it. They want to be cheap. The Big Ten got a new kickoff. It's about the time get your product out there to as many eyeballs as you can. And it's a business, folks. Yes, it is. All right, what else oh, you yeah. got? Oh, yeah. Oh, you talk about Average Mayfield, who, who, like, this media keep believing in? Uh, hate to break it, folks. He's not that talented, people. 
And if Sam Darnold is going to beat him out for one reason, he's making more money. I like that and he, and, and he actually been in camp longer. Not camp, but being in the, in, the, in the system longer. So Baker, training camp starts in like two weeks. So Baker's behind the eight ball here. Now, Baker probably will end up being the starter sometime this season. And the thing that's working against him is that coach is on the hot seat. And he's going to try to probably make rash decisions. But in his sake, he'd be better off of Sam Darnold starting early. But Baker Mayfield also benefit from narrative here. They keep talking about, man, they had this record before he showed up, and he won the first playoff game since, uh, what's it like, Jimmy Carter was an office? I don't know. But, uh, you know. Yeah, but, but that's it's because like, they kept acquiring talent. That wasn't just because of the quarterback. Yes. And I was like, before he got there, look at the difference in talent compared to the talent he won that playoff game against the washed-up Big Ben Roethlisberger. He was washed that year also. And – but what I'm saying, but what people talk, well, how can you move on from that? I'm like, the San Francisco 49ers moved on for Joe Montana. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Chiefs moved on for Alex Hoover to the playoffs area for Mahomes. It happens. But I just think that people just think, you know, and one thing that hurts Baker that people don't bring up is that has anyone heard from one of his teammates that spoke up glowingly for him? Nope. That's what that's what I'm saying, and uh, and I think that he 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 would have been better off getting cut. And let's say go to Tampa, for example, with Brady's that you're not going to play, you know. Uh, but you can learn how to be a leader, keep your mouth shut, keep your head down, build your rep back that up. Ain't, that ain't the type of dude that Mayfield is, though. That ain't yep. the type of dude. And then you hear those hot take people talk. Well, why did Seattle go after him? Seattle's in a full rebuild. They're trying to get in the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud sweepstakes. If you're in a full rebuild, why am I taking a chance on a journeyman quarterback? I'm trying to, I'm trying to suck to get, a, to get my future guy because we're going to suck anyway. So why bring this guy in? You know, and I just think that because Cleveland sucked so much and that he got that one playoff win, I never seen a quarterback live off one playoff win more than him. Uh and I think Obama was president then, too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that sometimes you just may not just be that talented. It's okay. Sometimes you can't be talented and you just be in a bad spot. But the other thing that hurts Baker, Odell would watch with him. As soon as he got on the bus to L.A., he looked like a new man. <laughs> you know, and my last thing, fellas, and my last thing for y'all to our free agents, don't worry. The Chicago Bulls aren't waiting on KD. They already cheated out again. Uh, Andre Drummond, folks, and go and drag it. That's our free agency plan. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I wouldn't even have even noticed it if, you know, I didn't, if I didn't talk to Tobias as much. Like, yo, they are extremely cheap. Yeah. Like, this is it how- hurt their heart to give Zach. Uh, to give Max Zach that max extension, it hurt their heart to do that. Oh, he so is they the went out and celebrated player. by picking up two bottom of the barrel <laughs> veterans. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, he right. They cheap as hell. I'm like, he if I'm going to if I'm gonna gonna make this, I'm like, if I'm gonna make this investment around Zach, let's go out and get some people and put them around him. They went out and got hey, the cheapest people they could find. He doesn't want to pay the luxury tax of Ryan Thorpe because. 
many times have I noticed, the meat, like the, the luxury tax, the, the teams who don't pay tax, split the money for the teams who play tax. He's cool with getting the first round of playoff <laughs> revenue from the two games. If you spend the money, you get more games. But uh, And so that's why, that's why Jimmy always said he thinks everybody doesn't want to win. Heck, he was probably happy if Michael Jordan left. He got tired of paying thirty million dollars. That's Michael Jordan. But, but, but last thing on KD, this is where the the Nets won't like a young star player. This is where the another example of the NBA rules making it so hard to trade people. For instance, the, the Sixers signing hard for thirty million dollars. Problem is, they make it so hard to dump the bad contract. The NFL you dump a contract for a traffic. Um. But also with KD, the players the Nets want, like Booker, Bam Adebayo, they're going to rookie max. Ben Simmons on the rookie max. You cannot have two rookie max players on the same team. And KD, 34 years old. No other team is stupid like the Timberwolves will give them every draft that you got for a center who can't shoot, uh, who can't score. That's interesting, though, because now I saw, I don't know if it was a real proposal or people were just trying to um, change it up. So it could make more sense to, for for Miami. They changed it up where now they would send Duncan Robinson and uh, uh, Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo and somebody else and some draft picks to the Brooklyn Nets and then receive in turn Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. So now you don't have that problem. Whereas two people on there on the rookie max, so and but, why would Miami want Ben Jimmy, Simmons? Jimmy, <laughs> you Jimmy know? Like NBA make it so hard to have trades where you're stuck, and and it's like people getting mad to oh Katie ran Katie quit. Well, hey, he wanted to do it on his own his own team because if he went back to Golden State, they said oh he couldn't win without them. The year he went there, they said oh man, you taking the punk way out. Then he left. Oh, man, he should have stayed. But no one said he should have stayed when they didn't make the playoffs last year except for Draymond was healthy. They, they didn't want to play in game last year, but no one said anything about KD should have stayed. Uh, you know, but so they won a championship. Oh, not KD should have stayed. But that was three years ago when he left. What about those other couple of years? It's like they won't. Yeah, it's like they won't. KD shouldn't have been there in the first place. So That's my thing. He shouldn't have been there in the first three. place. <laughs> and that's my thing. He should have been there in the first place. And I think that, honestly, I think it's between the Suns and the Heat. And the Nets are going to have to come off that because Katie's 34 with injuries. And, and, like, if they get Aiden and Bridges, that's a good package. You got two guys you can start with. So that's the thing. Like the Heat, Even if there are no rumors circulating, you know that the Suns are still in it as long as DeAndre Aiden hasn't signed with anybody. And, and they should match it. <laughs> Honestly, if he signs an office sheet, match it. And match just keep it, it moving. But, hey, but you got, yeah. Yeah, hey, <laughs> but you guys think easy, man. And I know B off is saying Jalen Hurts ready for him and his son this year. He's too deaf. You guys have a great right, day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen about to get his his extension. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, my man Howie ain't that dumb, man. That got to be a silly rumor that we heard last week. Yo, Howie is not that dumb. Please. <laughs> the only person that would pay him that type of bread is Vicky. Y'all don't know who that is, and it don't even matter. 
Because <laughs> she ain't got the bread. All right, so um, she's paying me and other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout, out, <laughs> shout out to Vic, my girl. Um, in my stomach, in my stomach. Stat, stat of the week, yo. Your man, Jalen Brunson, who was the prize of free agency, apparently. You know, the, the Knicks would make any, you know, half-decent player look like the prize of free agency. Um, his career earnings, four years with the Mavericks, were $6.1 million. Now, after he signed his contract with the Knicks, he will make $6.2 million every 20 games. So welcome to a new, <laughs> welcome to a new level pole, of life, man. Mr. Brunson. Yo, and the crazy part about it is, I also read that the Knicks are probably about to face penalties for uh uh damn what do you call it for tampering 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 to, to yeah. get tampering to get Jalen Brunson before. <laughs> Yo, you know, it was I'm gonna break to it. I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna break it down. Knicks are back like this, man. Some of that money that Jalen is getting, they owe dead, and I ain't even gonna say why. But go ahead, keep going. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way I fathered his father, I must be his grandfather. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's yeah, the Knicks. And, and I'm not back. saying it's the a Knicks bad pickup. Back. It's not and a bad pickup. But they the put Knicks such a premium back. on the pickup. <laughs> like it, it was, it was crazy. I'm like, not. You're, I'm you're not really going to get a tampering fine for your pickup of Jalen Brunson. Like that just don't. Like that sentence don't read right to me, man. Don't read right to I'm, me, man. But I'm Knicks doing Knicks things. I'm happy for his family. He's gonna be able to put food Thank on you. everybody's Thank family. Thank you. He's gonna be, but he ain't worth a hundred million. He ain't worth fifty. Well, I keep telling you. Remember, remember the times we living in. <laughs> Time I refuse, to, I refuse to conform. <laughs> Time and market. Because we think $100 million, we're thinking, man, AI and them got $100 million contracts. It's a different time now, man. <laughs> middle, of the, middle of the road, good players get $100 million now. You ain't got to be great. <laughs> you be a tad, a yep. tad you know, not, not average, but good players get $100 million. So the great, Shout so out the great to him, get a quarter. You don't tamper. You don't tamper for Jalen Brunson. You can't sign Jalen Brunson off your own accord. If you got a tamper for Jalen Brunson, I don't really think the market was that big that y'all had to be out there tampering. But <sighs> Nick's going Nick. <laughs> Nick's going Nick. All right, so uh, our quote of the week. If it was LeBron, he would be home. That is from Vanessa Nygaard, who is Brittany Griner's WNBA coach. Um, a lot has gone on with this story over the past week. Brittany Griner wrote a mess, a letter from prison. She got a Martin Luther King on, wrote a letter from prison to President Joe Biden, kind of you know asking him to bring her home, trying to throw the guilt up in there, like I voted for you and all of this kind of stuff. Um, then uh, the news broke that she pleaded guilty in hopes of a lighter sentence. I 
don't know if that's going to work for you in Russia. It's not the same court system. Um, but she pleaded guilty, which might be all they need to <laughs> to throw you in there for life. Oh, you, you admit to it now. Right, right, right. I don't know if that's – you walk around like, her like, lawyer's what? on some United States uh, court system strategy. Like, I, I don't know about pleading guilty in Russia. But what do you think, like, her coach went off on this little diatribe saying stuff like that, like, well, you know, if if if, if it was LeBron James, he wouldn't still be over there. Basically, you know, she threw all kinds of little shots in there saying – she was like, if it was Tom Brady, um, penis, penis, this this wouldn't be happening. But then she was like, but then again, Tom Brady wouldn't have to be in Russia to supplement her WNBA uh, contract. Yo. Like, here we go again. Yo. Here we go again, Yo, first of all, with the contract Yo. talk. Like, Yo. My the league is hemorrhaging money. My response to the quote is, you are absolutely right. <laughs> He'd have been home. You are, at, first of all, First and foremost, I'm not positive. I'm sure he's dabbled. But I don't think LeBron right, ain't gonna be in Russia in, with no goddamn weed. I, I don't <laughs> think he partakes in leaves much anyway. But if he did, if he did, the ball that was carrying it in the outdoor <laughs> I was about to say somebody else gonna be even, carrying it wouldn't, wouldn't have even been on the same flight as LeBron, right. let alone let alone in the same vicinity, let alone on his person. Like, it's not even private, a question. So, like, you know, look, look, like, like. LeBron would have been on Nike's talk, plane, if not his own, so. Real real talk, the, 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 she looks like a complete and utter idiotic fool for even touching the subject, for even touching the subject, but. Like, we don't have to take it to LeBron. And then why are you using to... those names, though? Like, are you kind of throwing ball under the buzz of LeBron? It's like, I'm, I'm Brian, I'm like calling, like, yo, what do I have to do with this? Like, we all yo, expressed our sorrow, our sympathy, this. and we would like for her to come home. Don't put my name in this. Yes. <laughs> don't call put my name. Yeah, yo, my don't name put my name in your mouth. your mouth. Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yo, the, yo, we don't even got to take it to LeBron. We could take it to, like, Swaggy P. Like, Swaggy would have had his people's carrying what they needed to carry on the luggage tip. Like, no one, like, I, I, I'm I'm sensitive to the situation in the sense that, number one, I don't believe that it's, it's a narcotic. I believe that it's the equivalent of alcohol or liquor, and you don't go to jail for liquor unless you DUI and kill somebody. Like, just to carry it, like, yo. I don't care. I don't, I, I don't think she did anything wrong to warrant. We know why it's happening and why it's going. Number one, they're taking a shot at the U.S. They don't realize that that she's they, American. They, 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 don't, they don't realize that a black person doesn't hold that much value. Not only a black person, <laughs> but a black gay person. And then a black gay woman. Well, now, gay, in 2022, a gay person's life means more than a black person's life or a black male's life certainly but historically speaking in you know they they haven't like you pick a disenfranchised less valuable component of society and the only thing you can capitalize on really if you're russia is the attention that brett will get because brett plays in, in professional basketball but but brett grinder is not 
of any value. Right. Like, and and cause to, she to she also point. threw out the board name Tom Brady would have been. I'm like I don't know because Tom Brady they might have held that. That's they'd have held when, him when they would have shown have for nothing. But but they would have shown the U.S. would have shown more urgency to try to get Tom, which might have kept him over there longer. But all of it is, is is crazy anyway. It's just people just talking because there are other American prisoners being held in Russia right now, and all of them are not black, all of them not female, all of them are not gay. It's, it's, you know, we always want to play the, well, if it was this or if it was that. Yeah, we can play that card in America. Putin don't give a hell about none of that. <laughs> they don't, they, don't, oh, get, man, they don't give a hell about none of that. You know what I mean? First and foremost, you're American, so they're going to treat you it's going to be a more difficult time because of that fact and that fact Second, alone. Sec- secondly, secondly, they don't like black people over there. Yeah, I said it. Thirdly, they don't like the gays over there. So you got like four strikes against you. You got like four strikes, homie. And then your coach takes the time to make it about some other ish that it's not about. We make less than taking shots at, at the salary yeah. stuff again. And I don't know how many times this can be explained to people, though. You have a league yeah. that loses $10 million a year. Y'all are lucky you're getting the paycheck in the first place because they're basically digging into reserves to pay people, and they're wondering why they don't get paid like the men because they're not generating billions of dollars like the men. It's not, they're not generating. It's not a us-against-y'all situation. It's, it's finance. It's finance. It's basic finance. I would love to see them win, but it's, you know, you need a, 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 really a don't trillionaire care. donor who don't care about just giving extra money because they're giving you, they're giving them a lot of money for a league that's losing money You're every, every right single off. year. So, yeah. It's, tax yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> like your, your whole thing is, is that's, Never mind, but shout out to Brittany, man. Don't let these people over here saying dumb stuff get you down, mess up your situation. Hope you and all the other political prisoners, because that's what y'all are at this point, hope everybody uh, gets home uh, sooner rather than later. All right, so uh, let's talk about what happened this week while everybody was on the grind, and while you're on the grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies, if you or your business need a custom website, then listen up. For dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence, because I know people out here charging you an arm, a leg, and your firstborn just to cop a website in 2022. But you can get top quality results-driven websites at incredibly affordable rates, and financing options are available. So if you don't have it all at one time, Digital Extreme Tech will work with you. So uh, make sure you call 267-205-4203, or you can visit uh, digitalextremetech.com and send them a message through the website. Wherever you do it, through the website, or if you call, if you want those discounted rates to be even more discounted, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. All right, man. While y'all were on the grind, Grambling State, remember we talked about a couple of months ago of how, of how um, the Grambling State volleyball program hired a new coach 
the, the women's volleyball. Do they even yeah. have men's volleyball? Okay. Um, they hired no. a new coach, and she she came on and cut everybody who was on the team before she got there. Told everybody that their scholarships were going to be revoked. Well, we we were left asking questions that day, and shout out to Neil in the chat room. I'm, I remember you asking us, like, has this ever happened before? And we really didn't know if there was any precedence to this situation. Well, this woman has just been fired. So I don't know what happened over the past five months, but I can imagine there probably was a lot of pushback and uh you know, protesting and the parents probably got involved. Probably was a lot of stuff that went on that got to this point where the athletic department had his hands forced, whether it wanted to do this or not. And now this woman has been fired. Um, if you don't remember, uh, her name was something Lucas, uh, Chelsea Lucas. She was fired on Tuesday. Um, they said it was after an internal investigation, so after all that stuff broke, when she came in and tried to jettison everybody from the program, uh, there was an internal investigation, and she ended up getting the short end of the stick. The uh, athletic program has told all 19 players that she, <laughs> that she tried to get rid of, that their scholarships uh, from the, for the 2022-2023 academic year will be kept, they will remain on the team, and the athletes who walked onto the team will also keep their roster spots. What's your thoughts about this, man? Like, I, I don't, I've never heard anything close to precedence for this type of situation. Like, we hear coaches come in and talk tough in every sport. I want, I'll come, I'll get rid of all of you and get new players. If you don't want to play hard, like, she came in and actually did it. She it did it, long. and, and from all accounts, she didn't. Now she's gone. All accounts, she didn't tell anybody but, like, the starters. Like, she told the starters, but, like, everybody else, it was quiet. Like, yo, you going, you going, you going. Um, right. And I heard she didn't even tell anybody in the program. Like, she didn't tell the athletic nah, director this is what yeah, I was going to do. Didn't tell the athletic she director. came in power um, tripping, like, peace. A part of me is like, okay, the university did the right thing. Then there's another part of me that's like, how much influence is here from participation culture? Because you're writing her wrong, so you keep the scholarship players, and you keep the walk-ons. Are they even going to play? <laughs> is Grambling that nice at volleyball? What I thought they had to not if she was gonna get rid of the whole team. She was frustrated yeah, by like, something she saw on film from the season prior. So you invited <laughs> the people back that's been losing. What do y'all is I'm I'm not agreeing with her methodology at all. But she was trying to erase a losing culture and you brought back losers. She just did um, it in like one fell swoop that probably was Yeah, no, she was ignorant. Like you didn't no, have she, the power she, to revoke scholarships and she came in there revoking scholarships. Like she she thought yeah. she was still, you know, AAU coach where she could just walk in the gym like you're gone, you're gone, you're gone and 
the, shoot, not even AAU because it would be some some pushback and some red tape to jump through with that because AAU cost a whole lot of money. She was on some rec league stuff, or even like a high school coach. Like I'm, we having whole new tryouts. Y'all gone. Like <laughs> this 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 my way now. Just losing stuff. We done with it. So I don't know where she got her precedent, where she thought she could run in and do something that like that on the collegiate level where money is involved, you know, scholarships and, and stuff like that. So uh, it, it's a I'll real interesting it. story, but she dropped on that one and she lost. Dropped right on her head. <laughs> Yo, hilarious. Jimbo Fisher's son, Trey Fisher. He is a 5'11", 180 pound junior quarterback who was with the University of Tennessee Martin. He has transferred. I'll give you I probably can give you 16 guesses and you wouldn't get it, but where, guess what school Jimbo Fisher's son has transferred to? Tennessee. I'm going to give you one more guess. I'm going to tell you that he grew up in Tallahassee, Florida. Transferred to Florida State. This dude transferred to Florida A&M. <laughs> he transferred to FAMU. Shout out to Fred Purdue. He probably hated. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, yeah Trey. But not really. Yeah. Taking the spot of somebody that's black, probably. Um, yo, he Definitely. transferred to FAMU, yo. And FAMU accepted him. <laughs> but yo, think back though. Think back. <laughs> think back from from now to our whole time having anything to do with the MEAC, having anything to do with FAMU when they were in it. This ain't the first white quarterback that Fam has had. I've seen several no. white quarterbacks come through Fam. No, really. Yeah, but he not, you know, the, the the starter from last season's returning, Rashawn McKay. Um, there's other dudes who are still in the quarterback. They got six quarterbacks on the roster. The others, Cameron Sapp, um, Junior Maratovich, who don't sound black to me, Jeremy Musa, might not be black, and Ja'Cory Jordan. He's black. Um, <laughs> they went nine and three last season, making the FCS playoffs with an at-large bid. So he joins a quarterback room with five other quarterbacks. So I don't know if he's going to play at FAM either, but I'm pretty sure he has a better chance to play at FAM than he did at Tennessee Martin. So um, <laughs> that's crazy. Jimbo Fisher's son, <laughs> somebody who, who his dad runs one of the better the best programs in college football, his son then transferred to FAMU. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, we want to give a shout-out to Mike Greyer. I don't know if it's Greyer or Greer. I think it's Mike Greyer. Either way, he becomes the first black general manager in National Hockey League history. This happened this week when he was signed on to be the general manager of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, He said, I'm extremely proud and grateful to be given the opportunity to be general manager of the San Jose Sharks. He's 47 years old, a former hockey player. He said, along with my staff, I look forward to the challenge of building a fast, competitive, and hardworking team that Sharks fans will enjoy watching 
and be proud of. He has in his career been a hockey player, a scout, a coach, and now an executive. He spent 14 seasons in the league as one of the top defensive forwards and a leader prior to his stint being the Sharks GM. He was the New York Rangers hockey operations advisor. Um, Crazy part about this is he's not the first general manager in his family. His brother, (laughs) Chris, is the general manager of the Miami Dolphins. So they're making power moves in this this family. And in 1996 came the first African-American born and trained in the U.S. to play in the NHL. So it's like black, he's knocking down all kinds of barriers in the NHL. So shout out to him. I don't know how long his, his, his leash is going to be, but um, do your thing, brother man. Do your thing. My ignorant, my ignorant ass didn't even know there's black people playing hockey. No, that's not true. I really <laughs> did, but I ain't, I know, I ain't know he was doing it like that. Is it still more than four or five of them dudes? <laughs> Probably not. Yo, hockey's still giving them the Magic Johnson first uh, contract. 30 years, 30 million. <laughs> and it was, it's a lot to go into that game, too, man. You need to be getting more for the punishment they take. All right, man, and sad news. Uh, remember Demarius Thomas, former Denver Broncos wide receiver, passed away in December. Of course, they did his uh, – posthumous brain examination and it was found that he at the time of his death 33 years old was suffering from stage 2 CTE uh, when he died back in December Um, this is crazy man they said Smith and Thomas uh, his parents um, said that their son died of cardiac arrest caused by a seizure disorder that led to his retirement from football in June of 2021. But, um, yeah, after studying his brain, uh, it has been, he has been diagnosed with stage two CTE, man. Yeah, I, I like, I, it's nothing, it, it's nothing you're going to be like, you NFL football in general can pull out all the safety measures and all the educational measures that they want. The only way to stop CTE is to shut down the sport itself. You know what I'm saying? And that's not going to happen. So it's really like, you know, people are holding these teams in this this league to these standards where it's it's not really going to matter. You could teach people how to tackle differently and all of this kind of stuff, but you're still having the collisions, even if they're not helmet to helmet you're still having collisions that are rattling your brain. So it's like, it's not going to, I don't see it going away. I'm not a doctor, but I just don't see even with the precautions, maybe the, maybe the numbers go down, maybe the stage that they find you in after your death, maybe that's a little milder, milder in the long run, but I just don't see it as something that they can get rid of while Sports like this still exist. I just don't, man. But rest in peace to Demarius. You got any thoughts on this? Ah, oh, man, just a sad, uh, sad, sad story. I mean, he's 
he's a super talented receiver. I don't know whether I would consider him living up to his full talent and potential, but damn that in the face of, you know, mortality and life and what he gave up for the game, which ultimately is his life. He gave his life for the game. If you look at his age, Demarius Thomas is like 33, 34 years old. In some circles, he could probably – I didn't realize he was that young because it feels like yeah, he would gone. he would be still playing. Like his parents said, he, he has some kind of disorder. Yeah. That had him having seizures all the time or something like that. That's yeah. why he retired. Yeah. He didn't retire because he was – I I vaguely done. remember that, but he's been gone for like five years. Like he's been mm-hmm. gone for a minute, and that's that's why ultimately he gave his life for the game of football. And what does he get in return? What does his family get in return? Nothing. Right. And we definitely want to give a shout-out to uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan and the Raiders, who hired her as their new president. She's the first black female team president in the history of the NFL. So shout-out to her. Um, Let's see what she, she does at the helm of the Raiders. I'm wondering how Al Davis... Is, is thinking about this, looking down or looking up <laughs> from wherever he is. I wonder how he's thinking about this. Y'all can romanticize all y'all want, but I would say, man, he probably don't like this too much. But shout out to her. It ain't about him. All right, so um, before we get out of here, B, let everybody know what happened uh, this date in sports history. And this date in sports history is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you haven't gotten your copy of Sports the Book yet, hey, go to warroomsports.com or go to sportsthebook.com and get your copy. One of the greatest sports books ever written, written by the War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you get your copy. All right. July 7th, 1914. Baltimore Orioles owner Jack Dunn offers future baseball legend Babe Ruth, Ernie Shore, and Ben Egan for $10,000 to Connie Mack of the Philadelphia A's, who refused, pleading lack of finance. He could have got Babe Ruth and two other players for $10,000, and history would have been rewritten. Because I think at the time, since he didn't get them, I think he went to the Red Sox and then from there ended up going to the Yankees and then the rest was history. Now he wouldn't have been a Philly. He would have been with the Philadelphia A's who eventually turned into the Oakland A's. So, Mm. you know, he would have been just Philly. We could have been just representing, you know, babe represent Philly because babe black anyway. Um, Mm. But he wouldn't have been the team that we root for today. He would have, his, his ties would have gone over to the West Coast, to the Bay Area. But uh, we'd like to give a nice big war room salute. On this historical moment, <laughs> a moment that could have changed everything, 10 grand. How long, this is my question, how long did it end up taking Connie Mack to regret this with everything he had <laughs> in his five, in his soul, probably five years. Right, like, like five years. Probably five years. Like, yeah, because I don't know the years. 
So I don't know, like, at what point Babe Ruth became Babe Ruth with the Yankees. But at some point, Connie Mack was like, oh, my God. I could have borrowed 10 grand from somebody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I could have oh borrowed God. 10 grand from somebody. He probably was like, I don't want that fat fuck. <laughs> and dude ended up being that bull. All right, man. So it's time for us. Yo. You got any last thoughts before we get up out of here, man? Hey, man. Live your life. Don't let life live you. <laughs> yeah. That's good advice, man. Y'all need to listen to stuff like that when y'all hear it. But anyway, man, we're going to get up out of here because uh, we did this special time because I got a telehealth appointment with my doc. So <laughs> I'm going to have to get right to that so he can tell me if I'm, you know, going to live or not. I feel like I'm going to live, but, you know, we're going to see. Either way, I'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. Uh, Neil, Skyview, holding it down as usual. Um, everybody in our uh, War Room Sports Game Time group chat. Uh, shout out to you fellas as well with, with your comments throughout the show. Um, everybody on Facebook, Twitter, IG, uh, the callers who called in to chop it up with us. Tune in next week live right here on demand as we catch you up on the most important sports, entertainment, and life stories of the week. And you say important. Important deemed by the three fellas here at War Room Sports. What may be important to us might not be important to you, but if you're listening, that's what we're talking about. So just, you know, holler at us next week when we catch you up on all the most important stories of the week for us. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Um, whatever sports you'll be watching or playing, a lot of, you know, what do you call them, B? The, the weekend warriors out there jumping off the couch to do what they got to do. So uh, if you're playing, enjoy that too. So stay, stay safe in these streets because these streets, they're not too safe right now, man. Try to stay away from large gatherings because large gatherings could either get you shot or it can get you COVID. And you don't want any of that right now. So stay away from that kind of stuff. Stay safe in these streets, man. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network casts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, sportsthebook.com, or warroomsports.com and get you there. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top.
Miami, I got a cheap flow KP, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us What real sports? War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.